Hey, Miss Potts. If you find this recording, don't feel bad about this. Part of the journey is the end. Hello and welcome to the Weekly Real Podcast. My name is Ken. And my name is Jeremy. And uh, this week we are um, we're actually concluding our Infinity Saga rewatch. Um, we are actually going back into the MCU one final time to, I guess, talk about Endgame and Spider-Man Far From Home. But before we do that, I mean, well, we had... Uh, we had family over we had aj on our eternals pod you know after we recorded he was saying it's like dude when are you doing another mcu episode i was like well we got a couple coming up and so he was asking if he could join uh one of these episodes and sure enough we decided to invite him back so aj welcome back to the podcast i'm back i'm back just like what cam newton says recently (laughs) but thank you for having me back here Um, i'm glad to be back here uh so but yeah thanks for the invitation back dude yeah it was fun talking about eternals with you and dude i'm excited for this one because it's you know end game spider-man uh because we've been talking about the marvel cinematic universe since what episode two of the podcast now it's 51 and it's like oh man what what franchise are we going to talk about next so honestly aj is there a franchise out there do you that you might want us to like talk about? Do you have a favorite franchise? I wouldn't say a favorite franchise, but I think I would love to hear you guys talk about the Twilight series. Oh man, <laughs> you had me. You know what? Let's let's just end the recording now. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> oh man, imagine that. Okay, how many? Do you know how many Twilight movies there are? By the way, I don't know. I, I don't know. Four Is or five, four? I think. Okay, Wait, there was uh, the first one, the second one, third one, and then Breaking Dawn Part 1 and 2. So five. <laughs> There's too many. There's five. <laughs> oh, man. I only know this because I wikipedia the first four. <laughs> <laughs> I watched the fifth one in theaters. Yes, yes, I did. Audience, if you guys agree with AJ, please let us know. Because in a way, I was like, really? Really, AJ? <laughs> Twilight? But at the same time, like... That's I would have never expected that. So <laughs> that I might that be is, down. <laughs> that is pure lunacy or pure genius. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh boy, I think I just set you guys up for something big. I know. Well, hey, you know we you know we can always use a wider demographic for sure. Uh, that Twilight Saga. Yep, we're going from Infinity Saga to Twilight Saga. Twilight Saga potentially. Who knows? Jeremy, we got to talk offline. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know, man. I think AJ's on something. Yes, he is. He's but either he's on to something or he's on something. So I don't know. It's very late night here over in New York. <laughs> that is very true. You, those cold nights in, in Albany, right? It's too cold. It's way too cold. <laughs> oh, man. But, you know, before we get into uh, the uh, our last MCU episode, well, for the rewatch anyway, uh, you know, 
AJ, you're, you're a vet, now a veteran of the podcast. You know how we do it here on the Weekly Real Podcast. We like to get warmed up with our podcast ritual. And so for the, those of you who are checking out our podcast for the first time, our podcast ritual is where we talk about one notable movie or TV show that we have watched in the last week. And so, uh, Jeremy, you know what? Let's let's have you lead off, bat lead off. Uh, what's one show or movie that you want to highlight for this week? All right, so I've been watching this Australian series. They actually go with it's a TV movies first, and then they eventually go into a show. It's called Jack Irish. So it's I'm not expecting you guys to know, but it's actually uh, the leading person, the lead actor is a MCU alum, and that's going to be Guy Pierce from Iron Man Three, who played oh, Aldridge Killian <laughs> in Iron Man Three. So. Uh, he's the main guy in Jack Irish, plays the titular character, and it's kind of like um, a crime mystery show. So that's kind of why I've been watching it. Huh. Where are you streaming it? Uh, on Acorn TV, <laughs> where oh, there's man. like British and Australian shows. <laughs> nice. I, I figured it was something like that because I was like, hmm. I was like either that or maybe Amazon. You get some yeah. random stuff there. Yeah, that's true. How about you, AJ? The hot thing right now is Hawkeye, and I'm watching it, loving it, rewatching it, loving it, absolutely loving it. I don't want to spoil anything, but um, is there one aspect of Hawkeye that you're loving? Because I, me and Jeremy actually talked about Hawkeye on a previous episode of the Newsreel, and so uh, our audience should know what we're uh, what we're looking forward to for the rest of the Hawkeye series. So is there an aspect of the show that you're looking forward to uh, maybe that you've seen in the first three episodes or something that you might be looking forward to in the final three episodes? I'm just looking forward to how they build up Kate Bishop into the MCU world, especially with um, new Avengers, the possible possibility, of new Avengers. It's just like her story building and all that. Um, but yeah, and of course the uh, tracksuit mafia. Of course, you can't forget about them. Yeah, bro. <laughs> yeah, bro. Yeah, bro. <laughs> bro. I do like how uh, I, I like I do like how they're uh, both physically imposing. You know, they they got that whole machismo thing going on uh, from Russia, uh, but also you know they could be a little bit of comic relief uh, at times. Like that one dude that loved Imagine Dragons. Spoiler alert. <laughs> Spoiler alert. <laughs> oh, man. Well, this week, uh, for me, on the podcast ritual, I think a couple of weeks ago uh, when we... What episode was that? I, I forget what episode it was. I, I was talking about how... Well, it was right around Thanksgiving because me and Jeremy were talking about uh, watching Sam Raimi's Spider-Man uh, on the same day because it was uh, the ultimate best Thanksgiving movie ever. Um, yep. And so this week, I want to share with everyone that I did finally complete my Spider-Man rewatch. And I want to share the fact that I finally watched The Amazing Spider-Man 2 for the second time. This is the first time basically since the theaters Hmm. back in 2014 that I had seen it. And you know what? Hot take. Uh Uh-oh. It's actually pretty darn good. (laughs) Okay. No way. (laughs) Y'all got to watch it again. I mean, yeah, the the villains kind of (laughs) suck. But my goodness, 
I actually was rooting for Andrew Garfield the entire time. I didn't hate him like I did in the first Amazing Spider-Man. Mm, and true. I feel I feel like his chemistry with Emma Stone, who who she she, she played uh, Gwen Stacy in this film, dude, their their chemistry was so good. I forgot how good it was actually throughout the whole movie that it made me overlook a lot of the a lot of its shortcomings. So mm. yeah. Amazing Spider-Man 2. Pretty good. That is a hot it? take. That <laughs> well, is a hot take. I'm going to be honest here, too. Since, you know, I get, you get a lot of hate. There's a lot of hate in the, the second Amazing Spider-Man. But that movie is like my guilty pleasure in watching it. Mm. So <laughs> I might get hate for that as well. But it is a guilty pleasure. And I can see where you're saying that... Um, Andrew Garfield, Emma Stone. It helps out that they were, I think, I believe they were dating at the time. They were. But I do agree the the writing could be better. But you can't deny the uh, chemistry between the two. Yeah, it was good. It, I felt it was way better than it was in in uh, the first Amazing Spider-Man. I, I felt like uh, Andrew Garfield. I really just did not care for Peter Parker in that um, in that first one. I I hated. Mm-hmm. how much of a uh, dick he was <laughs> let's be honest um i was like dude man uh but he was way more likable amazingly enough no pun intended <laughs> dude uh aj you say that amazing spider-man 2 is a guilty pleasure uh i basically the same exact story uh batman forever <laughs> is basically uh this that's just a spider-man version of batman forever so i i get it when people <laughs> like amazing spider-man 2 because i'm like that's me and Batman Forever. <laughs> Batman so. Forever? Hot take? <laughs> it's this, I'm just it's kidding. I was, about, I, I was trying to say it with a straight face. I was like, it's the second best Batman movie ever. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Damn. Oh, I couldn't get through that with a straight face. Oh, my God. Well, anyway, uh, this week, to quote Doctor Strange, I think I've said it like maybe three or four times now. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's the best way to describe this episode. We're in the end game now. Uh, well, we are in the end game now of our MCU Infinity Saga rewatch as we are covering Avengers Endgame and Spider-Man Far From Home. And, and so for those of you who are listening, this is your spoiler warning. And uh, you know what? We're going to be talking. We're going to be breaking this down uh, a lot. We're going to go. We're going to do. We're going to do deep dives on both movies. And so. Here's your spoiler warning. Avengers Endgame now is str- uh, and it's been streaming on Disney Plus for a while now, actually since its inception. And Spider-Man: Far From Home, uh, it's currently just only available to rent on Amazon, Apple, Redbox, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So, guys, we have a lot to cover. Um, let's get right into the topics. And so, like with every MCU rewatch, we we like to get warmed up by talking about. The best moment of each film. And so, guys, let's just pick one. I know it's so hard, especially with Avengers Endgame. AJ, you are our guest. Go ahead oh and share with us your best moment for Avengers Endgame. I don't know. There's not a lot of good moments in Endgame. Mm, but yeah, it's hard. It's hard to pick. <laughs> um, Favorite best moment in Endgame, hands down, is the portal scene where everyone comes back. All yeah. the those years of those Marvel movies, watching them, sitting through them, it all came up in uh, in that moment. Just watching them come out is just pure satisfaction and pure um, fan service. Uh, some might say, P- 
people were crying. I mean, I gotta admit, I was a little teary in there. Oh, man. Yeah, especially when you hear Sam go, Cap, on your left. I'm like, oh, man. I was like, no way, dude. So good. So good. Uh, Jeremy, actually, do you want to take this one? Yeah. uh, So I'm actually going to pick kind of in that same vein, but it's a little bit before. It's going to be when Captain America picks up Thor's hammer, yeah, Mjolnir, and just you know the, the 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 theater erupted when that happened because I didn't know it was going to happen. Honestly, uh, you, when you kind of watch it for the first time, like you're you're so into it that it's like, oh, it's Thor's just moving his hammer on his own. But then you see Captain America like catch Mjolnir and you're like what? And I love uh, Thor uh, Thor's reaction. He's like, I knew it. Yeah, <laughs> we Dude, he had Thor. the look of admiration. You know, like he really felt proud. You could just see it in his face. Yeah, Thor knew. Thor knew since the Age of Ultron, but when he found out about Age of Ultron, he was a little scared there. But <laughs> was the theater like hella rowdy when that whole like fight scene happened? Oh like, yeah. When you guys watched? Yeah, I mean, when I saw the hammer move, I I knew what was coming, but I didn't. I don't know. It was like I was like, "Ooh, is it, is it actually gonna happen?" But it happened. Yeah, that yeah. thing went crazy, especially when Captain America started using um, the lightning and brought it down from the sky, like, just straight down. I'm like, everyone was going nuts. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, dude, I it kicked into another gear, especially. I mean, obviously, it was just nuts from the get-go. But I felt like it kicked into another gear when he was using his shield to like deflect uh, Mjolnir 2 and it was just like do 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 and then he had like these crazy combos I was like oh yeah our our theater was just like a it was like a sporting event really it was pretty crazy yeah that was nuts well I mean you guys picked um, basically 1A 1B for me I, I guess I'm down to my 1C <laughs> I gotta do it another wet blanket thing I mean I did that for <laughs> Infinity War it's all good I gotta do Tony Tony Stark's death, and also followed by the post death message. Uh, I guess using barf, man. That whole that whole scene was just so well done. And it, again, it's a culmination of I guess the pre well twenty two movies up to that point. Man, it, it was just so. I don't know. It was just heartbreaking. You know, like I, I saw Endgame, I think three or four times in the theaters. And each time you would just hear the sniffles and like literally you just start to um, just, I don't know, you just actually hear grown people, even kids or whatever, but mainly grown people, especially <laughs> dudes crying. It was it's it's pretty surreal um, that obviously Tony had been in our lives up to that point, what, 11 years is Tony Stark? And I don't know how many appearances that he had over the, um, you know, the MCU uh, Infinity Saga. But, dude, especially when he was talking about, um, you know, like the, with that voiceover and everything. And he's talking to everyone at the funeral. And, you know, he's talking about family and everyone reuniting and how, um, you know, he was 
dreading it's like oh you know i just wanted to do this in my untimely death or whatever and he finished it off by looking at us and also morgan obviously talking about i love you 3000 i'm like oh dude why <laughs> my hurt my heart was already hurting but that cherry on the top i know that i, I like, love oh. you 3000 i was like no. <laughs> it's like you had to do it ah <laughs> uh, it was painful it was, yeah it was pain painful. but satisfying <laughs> yeah, it was but you know what? Let's get right into uh, Spider-Man: Far From Home because this is our second film. Uh, AJ, actually, do you have a best moment of Spider-Man: Far From Home? I do. Um, I loved it when Mysterio was putting on the illusions on Pete uh, when he was trying to tell Nick Fury what's going on. But just the the illusions, it was so satisfying to watch. It was it was just great. Like, cause he never seen anything like that before. And just Pete getting pushed around by just projectors. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. But it's just how it was executed was was fantastic. I thought it was awesome. Yeah, because it was kind of like haunting, and mm-hmm. uh, like you said, like they, there was like a zombie Iron Man that popped oh, up yeah. too, and it's like, and I just love how it ends too, because it it made it seem like Nick Fury shot Mysterio, and then it's I, that was also an illusion at the same time. And then he gets it by a train. <laughs> yeah, that was very creative the way they did all that. It was, it was, um, it reminded me of. I think we talked about it in our Captain Marvel, but I think it took it even to another level of like a, a, another creative way of storytelling. And obviously, Mysterio's illusions, and you know, obviously, you know, they he, they came up with some crazy script or whatever to be able to trick um, Peter into telling him who he told the story, uh, uh, I'm sorry, his, I guess, secret, I guess, or or whatnot. But yeah, it was just well executed. Uh, dude, for me in Spider-Man Far From Home, I would I, I love the dynamic between Peter and Ned. So actually, I really like uh, their scene in the airplane when Peter's just trying to sit next to MJ and everything is just not working out. It's like, oh, uh, I forgot what the uh, the chaperone's name was. But just basically one of the teachers is like, oh, you know, you can sit next to me, Peter. You're allergic to uh, the perfume or whatever. It's like, <laughs> you sit next to me, Ned sit with Betty and all that stuff. Brad, you sit with MJ. It's like, what? Dude. Like, I, I was dying at that point and uh, just with a cherry on top of that one is freaking Ned. It was like, uh, you're uh, American bachelors in Europe. <laughs> and then he just ends up with uh, Betty for hey, the Betty. <laughs> for the vacation. <laughs> Yeah, dude, that was hilarious. I, you know, and it was like the perfect uh, way to, you know, start the film, especially obviously coming off of Endgame. I felt like it did a better job. I think it was it was what Ant Man and the Wasp was trying to do. You know, just kind of lessen the stakes just a little bit or whatever, and keep it grounded, and then you know have a little bit of levity, uh, but also still have to, you know have to deal with the loss of like Tony Stark and Black Widow and um, any of the, I guess, what, Vision, some of the other Avengers that we lost in both of the Avengers movies. We can't forget about that tribute video at the beginning of the movie. (laughs) (laughs) You know what? I almost forgot about that. Oh, my God. When when it started with Whitney, I was like, oh, Oh. my goodness. I completely forgot. (laughs) It was a perfect way to lift your spirits because everybody's sad about what just happened. But (laughs) this is like... (laughs) the most unexpected way to remember them. <laughs> that That's good. very high school. 
Yeah. <laughs> and in Comic Sans, too. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> oh, really Comic good. Sans. <laughs> well, for me, um, I felt like uh, Quentin Beck was actually pretty good. I, I, You know, Jake Gyllenhaal is just solid in everything that he does. And uh, just the way, obviously, we, you know, I'm a Spider-Man fan from, I guess, the 90s cartoon. And... I know Quentin Beck was playing Mysterio. I knew he was going to be a bad guy, but he still was really convincing as uh, someone that Peter started to look up to. You know, he's, he was mentoring him a little bit, kind of giving him some um, pointers. And he, I, I felt like, especially in the middle, up until the middle, he did really care for Peter because I felt like they bonded a little bit. But I guess the scene that I want to highlight for Quentin Beck is that toast uh, to Tony Stark, you know, the ironic toast, basically shitting on Tony Stark uh, because everyone hated him because he obviously got fired. And all the all the people in his production company also did not like Tony. And I just love the fact that they used uh, that one part in Civil War and use that as the background to like some of that storytelling uh, with uh, Quentin Beck being there and everything. And we also got the actor who Obadiah Stane yelled at in the very first Iron Man, <laughs> talking about he couldn't make a miniature arc reactor with a box of scraps. I had to do it. <laughs> it was so good. It was really good. I didn't expect any of that, honestly, with backstory and why they're doing what they're doing. And it's good. I like how they reached far back of Iron Man. Yeah, pretty much it connected uh, a lot of the, like, I guess popular um, MCU movies, right? Yeah, yeah, because the and I, I find it funny because if you go back and like look throughout the movie, they they're actually like tourists in whatever place that they're at. It's like, oh man, Mysterio is really just stalking Peter this whole time. Yeah, yeah, pretty crazy. Anyway, let's uh, jump right into our second topic of uh, this episode. And so, in within Spider Man. Far from home, Fury and Hill were revealed to be as scrolls. Actually, Fury uh, was played by Talos, um, who was, uh, I guess, the leader of the scrolls uh, that was revealed in Captain Marvel. And so they were revealed as scrolls in uh, one of the uh, post-credit scenes. And so uh, my question to you guys and AJ, uh, I'll start with you. Who in the MCU do you think will turn out to be a scroll in a future? Uh, MCU project. I'm thinking Sharon Carter, who could be a scroll. That's a good one. Yeah, hear me out with this one. At the end of uh, what was it? Winter Soldier. She helps out with just uh, Shield bring taking back control and uh, taking out Hydra. Um, Civil War. She helps out Steve. But then also gets like banned from, uh, from Shield as well. And then with the uh, the Winter uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier, spoiler alert, she be- becomes being uh, being the main antagonist of that show, and there and then eventually going up to, oh I forgot was it um, basically being like one of the top uh, heads for, in Madripoor. Uh, the, say that again. Sorry. In Madripoor. Mad, no, not Madripoor. When uh, she went back to the U.S., she was able to come oh, back yeah. to the U.S. Oh, yeah. So she has, uh, with the, the U.S. government, so she has a lot more power than she even had in Madripoor. And that's, 
that's a lot. Of, she got pardoned. I think that's yeah. She got pardoned. She got yeah, pardoned, yeah. and all that power just came comes back to her. And hot take: I didn't really like how she was the antagonist of Falcon and Winter Soldier. I didn't really see it connect, knowing her personality within the MCU. But she has a lot of power right now, and I'm thinking she could be a scroll of how un kind of characteristic of it is mm. in my opinion but yeah i think i agree with you with the villains and uh and from that point i felt like the the flag smashers could have been better i feel like a lot of stuff was rewritten sharon carter as power broker i didn't expect that for uh, her character to actually do but if if she is revealed to be a scroll down the line i actually think that would make the show better actually if she turns out to be a scroll. Well, it would also make sense because I, I don't think she was a scroll like in, in, in her earlier um, appearances. I feel like uh, after Civil War, though, you know, that period in between Civil War and uh, the events of Falcon and Winter Soldier, I feel like at that point, then uh, maybe a scroll then would impersonate Sharon Carter because then obviously she would be able to um get a lot of information playing different people so that they can go ahead and uh, so that she can like use it as leverage. Cause you know, obviously in that line of work with espionage, knowledge is everything, right? So I, that's a really good one. Uh, Jeremy, do you actually have a, uh, I guess a, some speculation on who else would be a scroll? Ooh, at first I was going to say uh, general Ross or whatever secretary of state Ross now, I think, Thunder- but I was going to say him, but imagine this. What if Mary Jane or or MJ was a scroll? <laughs> oh, my goodness. Imagine how many. Internet. I know. That's what I'm saying. I'm like, I wanted to choose like the that it could Ooh. possibly be. But ima- just imagine how angry people would be if she was a scroll. I just think like I wouldn't put it out of the realm of possibility uh, just because I feel like the Someone major is going to turn out to be a, uh, a scroll, And I feel like MJ could possibly fall into that. Interesting. I would be upset. I <laughs> yeah, I know you would. Yeah, I would be upset too. <laughs> Imagine. Oh my goodness. When, when do you think that'll go? Like way down the line or? Yeah, I would. Yeah. I mean, I don't think Sony would allow it. I feel like maybe <laughs> Disney would uh, take a shot at doing that. Um who I would maybe say if they did do another trilogy, maybe like the the next movie, probably. Wow, yeah, that would. It's definitely a hot take, and you know mm-hmm. what? Here's the weekly real podcast. We give hot takes at times. <laughs> at, t- at times. Asterisk. At times. Oh man! Well, for me, uh, Sharon Carter was a really good one, but along that same line of thinking, I'm thinking. Julia Louis Dreyfus's character, mm. Valentina Allegra de Fontaine, would be Ooh. a good scroll because I feel like, how in the hell does she know certain things? Like, you know, uh, she made that appearance at the end of uh, Black Widow at the post credit scene. How did she know that um, that Hawkeye supposedly was uh, responsible for Black Widow's death, um, Natasha's death? You know what I mean? I feel like she... By being a scroll, she would have a lot of uh, access to know certain things, and I feel like she's one of them. A lot, you know, similar to your thinking with Sharon Carter, AJ. I could see that because she's scheming 
mm-hmm. with against the the Avengers or whatnot. But she's definitely trying to drive uh, Yelena in the wrong direction. <laughs> but mm-hmm. yeah, I could see that. Yeah, I mean, uh, Nick Fury was a scroll, so I guess everyone's calling Val the next v- Nick Fury. So why not make her a scroll also? That would make things super interesting, also. Yeah, exactly. So, that being said, let's get right into our third topic. And we're, we're going to start with our kind of heavy hitters uh, for this one. And so, I mean, we talked about Endgame a little bit. You know, it, it has its very emotional moments, to say the least. And so, um, we're talking sad, sad scenes. And, okay, so I'm going to eliminate Tony Stark's death because uh, I feel like that's the real answer to this question. So I'm disqualifying Tony Stark's death. So other than his death, what was your saddest scene across both films? I'm throwing in Far From Home as well because we got the aftermath of Tony's death. Uh, AJ, go ahead and for, uh, take this one first, please. Right away, uh, Black Widow's death. Mm-hmm. Uh, or sacrifice, really. Um, it, it hits even harder, especially with the Hawkeye series going. Mm. But the interaction between her and Clint just before it happened was uh, gut wrenching. And I grew, we all, uh, we grew up with that with that character ever since Iron Man two. Like <laughs> that's a while ago. So seeing one of uh, your childhood heroes just take take the sacrifices, I'm like, wow. I know it's yeah. pretty sad not to be able to see Black Widow in that final battle. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah, because I felt like she was like awesome in in Infinity War at the Battle of uh, Wakanda, and I felt like she would have been she would have done some damage. I think in that final battle um, at Avengers uh, Avengers Compound. Yeah, but she she risked it all for that for that Soul Stone. So yeah, she did would- a huge huge. Conf- uh, uh, what do you call it? I can't think of the word. Hmm. Well, she made that sacrifice to yeah. save her, her best friend. Yeah. You know, Clint. Whatever it takes. Whatever it Whatever takes. Whatever it takes. Man. By the way, some of the stuff that they did at the top of that mountain, felt like, I felt like they could have been more injured. Yeah. <laughs> Just a, a ran, random nitpick to me. Yeah. It's like some of those explosions, I'm like, dang. They were, AJ, they have you good. have you seen uh, the deleted version or alternate version of uh, Hawkeye and Black Widow on that thing where they actually fight Thanos instead of fighting each other? Yeah, it was the when Thanos was was pulling up, and mm-hmm. yeah. Um, would you rather have that and then she just jumps off, or would you? Did you like um, her and Clint just fighting? Honestly. I would possibly want the Thanos one because it gives you more rush into uh, it rushes into what they're doing mm. and it, it, it just makes it makes the scene more intense in a way but I mean the original is like already like great and all but I think that would be good too but either way works honestly mm. how about you Ken Did, uh, do you want to take a stab at that or you haven't seen it I actually haven't seen it yet, but I would probably, uh, another hot take, I probably would have done the scene a little bit different. I, I don't know exactly what I would do, but I felt like there was a little, there was something a little bit off uh, from that scene. It felt a little forced to me, even though now I, you know, just rewatching it, um, 
knowing, obviously, you know, watching Black Widow and then obviously watching the first three episodes of Hawkeye, you know, I, I did appreciate it a little bit more than initially uh, than I initially did. But I felt like um, there was something a little off. I felt like the Thanos and Gamora one was better. Yeah. And even that wasn't perfect. You know what I mean? Because it was uh, we already knew where that was headed, <laughs> especially when Gamora gave her uh, a little uh, monologue. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the universe has judged you. I'm like, oh, no, stop talking, Gamora. He's yeah. going to throw you off. <laughs> Seriously. Oh, man. Uh, the one I chose, though, for status because um, th- both of those those death scenes are really good. Uh, actually happens like near the beginning of the movie is when uh steve and natasha talk at the compound and they're just like talking about like how do they move on from that and they're they're talking about moving on but they can't move on and it's like where do they where do they go from that and natasha's just trying to lead the avengers even though because no one else is doing it and it's just even more sad when steve's like you know maybe the job doesn't have to be done anymore it's like, oh, dang. Man. Yeah, I know. That's an underrated one. Yeah, I mean, Ooh, that one yeah. flies under the radar for me. Uh, that one is tough because obviously Steve was already kind of taking the place of what Sam was doing in Winter Soldier, you know, just being there to, you know, as, uh, as a leader of a support group and everything. And, man, that'd be crazy to go to attend a support group and you got Captain Freaking America <laughs> leading that shit. I'm like, yeah. holy crap. Uh, and so you can you know that it's affected him because he, he hears what we as society have been going through. And man, um, that was actually pretty good. Good call. I would like also to note at that point, it's been five years. So, and they're still uh, feeling it like it was just yesterday. Mm-hmm. I mean, five years is a long time. It is. I mean, I think everybody would be the same, still be uh not moving on and depressed about it but yeah yeah you know what with me um i'll try to do another um kind of under the radar one Mm. and i know jeremy will appreciate this one i think it's from uh when tony and steve go back to 1960 after things go really bad and specifically when steve Tries to hide from, you know, obviously being seen or noticed. And he ends up in Peggy Carter's office. And that look on his face with the music and everything when he sees Peggy for the first time in how long. Oh, my goodness. I was like, oh, man. You know, like he just wanted that dance. He never got it, obviously, until the end of uh, Avengers Endgame. That was like his, I guess, happy ending. But man, when he first, it basically took his breath away. And you could see it in his reaction. Such great work with Chris Evans uh, in the way he acted out that scene. And there's like no dialogue. It, that, it's, that's what makes it so good. You already know uh, yeah. how big and weighty this, um, this little scene um, is. I want to get those blinds, too, because... I wonder how dark that is for her to not see him right there. <laughs> He's right there. I don't know. I was just. <laughs> I know it's like he he really wanted to pop out and yeah. can I yeah I do appreciate that that selection just because we like uh, when we've been ranking our movies, uh, Captain America: The First Avenger has been pretty high considering uh, what's there at the top, right? So, um, if you're like us and uh, appreciate the. Uh, the first Avenger, it's like 
that scene just hits even harder. Dude, the music is like the absolute best. I'm like, oh, I feel so bad for for um. I feel so bad for Steve, and we'll get into that a little bit more later on in the episode. So uh, before we take our break, obviously, we want to involve you guys, the audience. Um, And so this week's audience question is when we're actually going to take from part seven of our MCU rewatch. Who did you think was going to die in Avengers Endgame? Uh, AJ, do you you quickly want to take this one? I definitely thought Tony was going to die in Endgame. I mean, already kind of guessed it for infinity war and it didn't happen oh, you, you do, so you doubled down huh yeah so second time's a charm <laughs> i was like if he's not gonna die in infinity war, he's definitely gonna die in endgame and oh what little Dang. did i know i had to be careful with my my words i know mm. uh jeremy i thought captain america was gonna die i thought there was plenty of times where he could have been like killed by thanos at the end I was like, oh, here it comes. Like, yeah, here it comes. Like, there's a super zoom in, <laughs> and you can't see if Thanos is behind him or not. And I'm like, I, this is it. This is it. And I was yeah. like, okay, never mind. It's like, oh, he survived. <laughs> yeah, I agree. I thought I thought Cap was gonna die, and especially during like the trailers and stuff. You know, that one scene right before you know everyone shows up and everything with the Avengers assemble uh, moment. He's all bloody. It's all dark. His shield's already like torn in half and shit. Um, dude, I thought he was dead for sure. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> I thought he was done. I know. But what do you think? Who do you think was going to die? And this is back in 2019, not after the fact. So, uh, Jeremy, where can they submit uh, their answers? Yeah, if they want to tweet us, it's going to be at Weekly Real on Twitter or Facebook or Instagram. Yeah. And also, they can send us a more long form answer you know if they want to send us paragraphs we'll Mm -hmm. read it Mm -hmm. and to do that you could send it via email and what is that email address yeah we got a very specific one so it's going to be the marvel weekly real show at gmail.com right aj is that is that our email address i think it's close um no, it's not. Dude, come on, you guys. <laughs> We're a Marvel me show, a right? Throw me a bone here, to quote Dr. Evil. <laughs> it's actually weeklyrealpod at gmail.com. So, guys, let's take a quick break. All right, welcome back from the break, and let's continue with our MCU episode on Far From Home and Avengers Endgame. And our fourth topic uh, is going to be, what is your worst moment or biggest nitpick from each film? Because we talked about the best stuff, so we might as well talk about, because these are pretty good movies, at least in my opinion. Uh, so there has to be, but there has to be something wrong with them. And we'll start with Avengers Endgame. Uh, AJ, you want to take first stab? I didn't like how um, Thor looked like melted ice cream. <laughs> that was a, <clears throat> a surprise. <laughs> yeah, cheese was uh, coursing through his veins. That's why. <laughs> Freaking yeah, I I agree. I I felt like his his arc to uh, Infinity War was so satisfying, and I felt like if we got Thor in his prime versus Thanos again, I think that would have been better. But like, I can see why that happened. I mean, I understand with all his like 
the depression and like failing in his head but uh, just coming from ragnarok and infinity war i have no one's really saw that coming and i just didn't like how he just became like the comic relief really mm. I mean, he's Thor. Like I get it. He he is the comic relief, but he became too much of a comic relief uh, that I think in Endgame. Mm, I agree. How about you? Ken? Hot hot take. Actually, I disagree. Mm. Um, I actually Ooh, enjoyed okay. it. Um, I felt actually like it salvaged, especially well, it salvaged first of all, dark, Thor: The Dark World. <laughs> Darn. I I actually enjoyed the scenes in Asgard um, in 2013. But more importantly, I actually loved how I loved his dynamic in his conversation with his, his mom, Frigga, uh, because I felt like the first couple of films when Frigga was actually still alive, uh, I, I was like, oh, she's just Thor and Loki's mom, just the name only. And so I felt like they shared a moment and obviously they had some of the one liners, uh, but I felt like uh, there was that heartfelt moment where, you know, like mom giving son advice or whatever. I, and for me, it's because, you know, my mom was boy, so um, I could relate. <laughs> that is a good point. That is really a good point. I almost thought, I almost chose that for my saddest scene, actually, the talk yeah. between him and his mom. So I agree. I know. Because you, you could, obviously, he knows that she's about to die that day. So I'm like, oh, mm, man, yeah. I would never want to relive the day that my mom, like, passes away. So hell no. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. How about you, Ken? Like, did you, uh, I feel like Endgame's so good, though. What can you do, Ken? Pick it. <laughs> Two words. Uh-oh. Smart Hulk. Ah, uh, okay. did not like that. You know, to quote Valkyrie, I think I liked them any of the other ways. <laughs> That's true. That's true. I, 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 I don't know. It was just, speaking of comic relief, AJ, I really did not like Smart Hulk as comic relief because he shouldn't be. Mm-mm. You know, like, he should be either smart or menacing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he just became, like, uh, the brunt of the joke. I, I did enjoy him, uh, Hulk, as hate the stairs or whatever it was like, yeah, take the stairs hate the stairs i i like that part because you know obviously it was he's huge and you know obviously you don't expect him to go down the elevator that's unrealistic i thought that was pretty funny but it was i thought it was more well done but just smart hulk in general i just did not care for every time he he appears uh in endgame when he's not snapping his fingers i'm like eh. mm. i mean it was weird seeing him in shirts but i think even the writers of that movie knew what they're doing with smart hook was like eh, because when they were showing up in 2012 in new york when he was trying to be like 2012 hulk he's like like just half (laughs) half uh (laughs) half doing everything he's like and just tosses a card to the side even he knows he's like "Eh, it's not really a good idea to have me (laughs) as smart hulk (laughs) Yeah, it was pretty cringy, especially uh, in the diner scene where he's like, listen to your <laughs> mother. Like, dab. I'm he like, dab. Oh, my goodness. He can't. Hulk out. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, that was pretty bad. <laughs> Holy crap. Uh, this is going to be one. I don't know if people are going to. It bothers me every time now. I watch Endgame, and it's when Peter is crying on Tony. Hear me out, though, because... <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> it's hot take. I don't know, man. I just, it bothers me every time because Rhodey goes up to him 
like holds Tony in his in his hands. I'm like, and you just feel it because that's like his best friend. But then Peter comes up like before Tony, uh, before Rhodey even gets to say anything. He's like, "Don't go, Mr. Stark." I'm like, "I'm so sorry, Mr. Stark." I'm like, "Dude, are you are you kidding me?" And like it, it kind of pisses. I love Spider Man. I love Spider Man so much. But that I was like, "Dude, timing, bro." Like, and mm. his, and it's like, and even Pepper when she comes up, it's like <laughs> just the way they play it. It's like Pepper has to like take him and he's all crying still like dude get out of my way my husband's dying let me have some time type of thing that 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 type of uh body language <laughs> and it's like dude let let the best friend best man and his wife talk to him yeah and i was like peter you're, you're too much sometimes man like <laughs> just gotta back off a little bit <laughs> i never look thought at that of scene. that i want to watch that scene again now <laughs> just, you, you can't unsee it now yeah, I can't really unsee it anymore. <laughs> Damn it, Jeremy. You ruined Tony Stark's <laughs> You just ruined Tony. another great moment. But, right. <laughs> but I see your point. Yeah, that, that bothers me every time. It's a nitpick, though. It's a nitpick. Random question, guys. I, kind of a quiz, actually. What were Tony Stark's last words? Shoot, AJ, you got it? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, pepper, I think. Close. Remember uh, when Pepper actually goes up to him, right? And he literally, the last two words, he says, hey, Pep. That was it. Was uh, so sad. I wanted to bring it back to sad level because you yeah. ruined it. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, let's go just sh- jump into Spider-Man Far From Home. Talking about Spider-Man already. Uh, AJ, what, did you have a worst moment or nitpick in Spider-Man Far From Home? I didn't like how Mysterio's powers were artificial. Everybody was, or I was at least expecting it to be actual, real powers. I thought that would be super, super cool. But once I found out it was all artificial, I was like, really? Or what? it was uh, from the drones, right? <laughs> yeah, it was all from the drones. And I was like, Ugh. I was like, I don't think Mysterio is supposed to be like that. But okay, but uh, mm, I don't know. It just kind of ruined it. I thought Mysterio was a great villain, and then uh, it just plummeted after that reveal i think it would have been cool if he actually had like those powers i think it would make him even more menacing and then you have just other people pulling the strings also but Mm. i get why they did it but would i've preferred him to actually have powers yeah i agree with you oh yeah i mean it's just spider-man going up against like a mystical power that would have been pretty cool yeah um I guess uh, that would explain if he was actually a part of a multiverse. But yeah, yeah I guess that's where the illusions come in, right? There could always yeah. be another version of Mysterio with powers that could, I don't know, maybe in No Way Home. Yeah, he's the missing sixth, uh, sixth man. We'll find out soon. Oh, shoot. Oh, man. How about you, Ken? All right. Another two words. I mean, I went with Smart Hulk for Avengers Endgame. Two more words for Spider-Man Far From Home. Peter Tingle. I hate uh, I hate that was so I cringe. I dude, I'm like, <laughs> all right. I get it. You know, like you you know, we're trying to we're coming off of Avengers Endgame and you know, you want a little bit of levity, but there comes that line where it's like you're doing it too much and it felt forced. And when, when they kept going back to the well, it's like you're you're Peter Tingle. Oh my god, it was so cringy every time they kept singing it. I hated it. I think they were trying to be cute, but it just turned out to be the exact opposite. 
It sounded dirty, actually. No, I'm just yeah. <laughs> That's true. Kind of super cringy. Ah. Yeah, very cringy. I hated that. Oh, man. Uh, can you mention the mysterious exposition scene? Uh, yeah. in the in your your best moments, honestly, yeah. man, that was part of my worst moments. That's I, fine. Like, it, I get but it. it was the other aspect of it, right? I did like all the call, all the callbacks and all that stuff, but I also was like, uh, this is just feels like super manufactured, just like exposition. I was like, this is, and it was pretty extended, so I was like, ah, it's nitpick for sure. Yeah, uh, for me, the reason why I liked it is because uh, you get to see Jake Gyllenhaal, like, uh, I guess, reveal himself to be, you know, obviously, you know, an actor, you know, like he, okay, he, he, you'll get to open the curtain, you get to actually see that everything that we've seen for the first half of the film has been a hoax. And, you know, that's mainly going to be for, I guess, casual viewers or whatever that really don't know Mysterio, so... That's why I enjoyed it. And it's Jake Gyllenhaal. That's true. Let's uh, jump straight into our fifth topic. Uh, it's going to be, what was your favorite Stan Lee cameo across the entire MCU Infinity Saga? So that's like all the way from Iron Man 1 to uh, Spider-Man Far From Home. So any of the ones in that in that section. So AJ, well, what'd you got? I have like a two- Top ones, but one stands out was uh, Stan with the Watchers in uh, Guardians of the Galaxy um, Volume Number Two. <laughs> I just like how it ties up all of his cameos, and I was a Federal Express man at one point. <laughs> yeah, but was. the other one was, uh, is there a Tony Stank here? Yep. Tony Stank. <laughs> Civil War. Yeah, yep, Civil War. But I but Stan with the uh, Watchers is my my top. That's a good one. I think uh, I, the, well, Tony Stank anyway. Uh, that one actually was the one that I picked. I think, Jeremy, you picked uh, the Watchers one, didn't you? Like yeah. when we were going through it? Yeah, we did. Yeah, I remember that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that was good. For me, uh, my favorite Stanley cameo across the entire uh, MCU Infinity Saga has to be the one that I actually shared in our last episode. It has to be, I'm going with the sad one. Uh, it's his. Um, it's the one with Captain Marvel where he's actually playing himself and mm. he's rehearsing his lines on the train uh, for, you know, his Mallrats uh, appearance. And I just love how meta it is. I love meta jokes in general. I mean, I am part of the metaverse. Um, so, yeah, I I just love that one. Ooh, yeah, that's definitely a good one. Just because it's, it's more endearing, I guess, than the one I'm gonna about to pick. I'm pick. <laughs> I picked the Age of Ultron one. It's a lot more, uh, more just fun because it's like, uh, it's like stop, stop messing with this blondie. Give me, give me some of that. And then he just gets all like drunk. <laughs> Excelsior! <Yeah>. Excelsior! <laughs> yeah, that was that one's one. pretty good. <laughs> that was my favorite. Oh shoot. Uh, the next topic is actually about Avengers Endgame, and so this was. Avengers Endgame was pretty much the culmination of the two major character arcs of Iron Man, Tony Stark, and Steve Rogers, Captain America. Because we've basically seen them from 2008 and 2011, uh, respectively. So, out of those two characters, which character arc did you like the best? This one was a tough one because you can come up with a bunch of reasons for either of these guys and, like, this is this is Tony Stark and Steve Rogers. 
But I think for me it would be Tony Stark because when you watch Iron Man, you can see how his personality is. It's different. He uh, is a is a narcissistic. He like he loves himself and all of that. And compare it all the way to Endgame, he becomes like the ultimate hero and he like sacrifices himself. Um, I think it's the most drastic change out of the two. Yeah, definitely. When you see Tony like in the first Iron Man, he he is yeah. kind of he's messed up, man. He's pretty unfiltered, especially before the times where Disney was really, you know, censoring. I feel like a lot of stuff that maybe uh, or filtering out a lot out of stuff because more kids are watching like these Marvel movies now compared to back in 2008, where it's you know a little <laughs> bit more uh, flexible, <laughs> as I would say. <laughs> Well, for me, um, you know, Tony Stark has always been my guy, you know, like from the get go, especially since uh, the first Iron Man. Um, And I I agree with uh, with uh, with AJ in that I felt like, you know, obviously Tony had to learn how to, uh, you know, make that ultimate sacrifice. But that being said, even though Tony's my guy, I got to say Steve Rogers, because I don't know. It, I feel like I can relate a little bit more with Steve, uh, just person on, on a more personal level, because you know, obviously with Steve, he's uh, he's been known as uh, the super soldier. You know, he very rigid. Everything is just um, all about business, all about work and everything. And you know, I I consider myself a workaholic uh, at times, and um, it's crazy that. You know, it, it seems like both Tony and Steve had to kind of swap, you know, like Tony had to learn how to, you know, make that sacrifice, basically jump on the grenade like what Steve Rogers did in the first Avengers. Uh, and Steve Rogers had had to learn how to live. And so I think by the end, sometimes, you know, being selfless to, you know, where you're just, you know, forgetting to actually take care of your own mental health, your own self. Sometimes you got to be selfish for your own happiness. And for him to make that decision to, I guess, not come back to the present day and actually live in a different time with Peggy Carter, uh, because, you know, he obviously missed that on that dance the first time. Um, I love, I just love that story arc. It was just, uh, I guess, more heartwarming in that regard. Yeah. Uh, Ken, I would actually have to agree with you. You know, Cap- uh, Captain America is my favorite, and I do like Tony because he's been always, he's always been there, and his uh, character has changed so much from the beginning. But something, just something about Captain America having to go through all that stuff, being transported seventy years, and still um, having that optimism to keep going and still ha- trying to help people. And then ultimately, at, like I, like you said, at the end, uh, take Tony's advice and get a life <laughs> and yeah. pretty much do something for himself. So it's like Tony definitely um, just at his fu- funeral just by itself it's, has reached so many people and I think basically gave Captain America the an ending that he deserved pretty much. So it's I, they're pretty intertwined in themselves, those two characters. Yeah, and I felt like it was the perfect way to end Endgame, you know, on that note, you know. I could definitely say that Tony changed, but Steve stayed who he was, even though his environment changed drastically. 
mm-hmm. and many other kind of problems, but he still stayed the same. He still stayed Steve Rogers, which is which is amazing. Yeah, I mean, Endgame, just the way it ended, it's like, it's sad, but then I like that through Tony's death that it gave everyone else hope. And with that note, let's go into the Guess the Ron Tomato <laughs> score, which is our favorite game here on the Weekly Reel. Uh, Ken is up 8-5, to five, so he has a bit of a lead. I'm hoping to close the gap just a little bit. Um, and let's start off with Avengers Endgame. And AJ, let's have you play along as well. I feel, I feel like you were fairly close last time. I kind of forgot. I think I was the closest in the Eternals, but then again, the rating was so low. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's I like, was way off. <laughs> yeah, I think Ken guessed like eighty, even though it was like. Uh, so like I think it was forty-eight. It was in the forties. No, yeah. it was thirty-five. It was thirty-five. It was thirty-five. <laughs> wow, that's oh, a lot yeah. worse than I remember. <laughs> Shoot, I think was, didn't we oh, guess like sixties, AJ? I think it was mine. Was like sixty-five or something like that. <laughs> I'm looking at my notes. I think I guessed 77 or something like that. Mm. That's still way, the way off. <laughs> the critics were very mean to that movie. <laughs> yeah, they were. All right. So, uh, AJ, what are you going to guess for Avengers Endgame? 95. Okay, 95. Hopefully that one's good. How about you, Ken? <laughs> All right. Well, I'm thinking like a critic. I felt like um, a lot of critics don't get the whole time thing, the time heist. They probably hated like the loopholes and stuff. I'm guessing 84. Ooh, because I okay. remember I got it way off with uh, Infinity War, so I'm trying to think like that too. So I actually <laughs> yeah. guessed, dude, this sucks. I also guessed 84. <laughs> Damn you, <laughs> uh, dude! It's like because because 84 was the score for Infinity War. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Dang it! Same rationale. Damn it. Uh, uh, okay, let's see. <laughs> Shoot. And you know, just to remind the audience, we actually, you know, we we write down our guests before uh, we meet, and uh, we don't even look it up. So, you know, there are times when we tie. <laughs> <sighs> All right. This happens to be one of them. Uh, what was your guess again, AJ? Ninety-five. Because you are the closest because it's 94%. Oh, <laughs> dang, you almost got it. You almost exact. got it exact. So, uh, AJ, you get your own personal point. You got bragging rights on, on all the other guests right now. And K- me and Ken has have tied now <laughs> 9 yeah. to 6. So, oh. <sighs> dang, Ooh. couldn't close that gap. That's actually a win for Ken, in my opinion. I think so. <laughs> I'll take it. I'll take the tie. <laughs> How about Spider-Man Far From Home, AJ? 90. Damn it. I'll go with 90. <laughs> He's probably going to guess it. Exactly. <laughs> uh, I'm just throwing these out there. I'm, <laughs> I'm going to guess uh, 87. Ooh, what did you Ooh, okay. Pretty close, we got man. closer. Uh, mine was 88%. Oh, man. Oh, shoot. Here we go. Okay, will the critics like it more or less? Wait. Asia, what'd you guess again? No, 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 no. You said 90. I said 90, yeah. Because it's 90%. (laughs) I think I should be a critic or something. (laughs) For for Rotten Tomatoes. (laughs) Dang, dude. 
AJ beat us like completely <laughs> this this time, but I technically get the point between the us two. Hey, so. you, d- you did close the gap. Ooh, uh, nine to seven. Ooh, so, ooh, it's it's tightening up tightening as up. the season goes along. Dang, AJ, you're getting too good now. Uh, I know. We might not invite you anymore. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> maybe you should put me in for the next season. I should be a contender. Yeah, maybe I, I'll, the, uh, I'll just text you and say, like, hey, AJ, what should I guess for this one? <laughs> hey, no cheating. Hey, no. <laughs> <laughs> oh, All right, AJ, in your opinion, like, the MCU has so many movies. And here on the Weekly Reel, me and Ken like to rank all our movies, like all 26 and stuff. But, uh, you know, it's, it's going to be a long episode if we, <laughs> if we let all three of us go through all ours. But I'm oh, yeah. very curious. What's your top five MCU movies? And start from uh, five. Five? Yeah, right, five. Start yeah. from five. Yeah, and, and I hope I don't catch dramatic. any hate from this if I have any hot takes here. Yeah. So we'll start with Dark World. <laughs> Yeah, number one right there. (laughs) So with my number five, it's uh, Captain America Winter Soldier. Mm. It's my number five. Wow. Hot take now. (laughs) Well, for this podcast. Yeah, for this podcast. And then my number four is the first Avengers. Ooh. Okay. Okay. And then my third is Endgame, actually. Ooh. Okay. My second is the first Iron Man. Okay. Ooh, second. Ah. Second. Can I guess and what then, your first one is? I think you know where I'm going with this. It's Infinity, Infinity Wars. Ah, oh, what? No. Okay, never mind. I guess wrong. <laughs> oh, okay. In my head. I guessed it right. I know when, what AJ's guessing because I was like, dude, he's, he gets 90 exact. Oh, yeah, that's true. Ah, <laughs> oh, those oh, are good. Shoot. Those are good. I hope those aren't too controversial. <laughs> no, not, not too bad. I mean, those are on my top 30 i'm just kidding <laughs> top <laughs> top 30 easily like those are top 10 for sure yeah oh yeah they make it into the top half but yeah those are really good ones and uh this is going to be our final time ranking the the mcu movies can the yeah. 26 movies that have come out so far so uh basically let's go through each of them once again in uh the stacks starting from 26 to 21 and then AJ can basically judge who he agrees with more. Ooh, and do you want to do this with points first the 3? Since we have 5 sections? Yeah, let's do I it. Do not first ranking rights here. Ragging rights. So, uh and just to remind everyone, you know, we actually had been ranking them uh as we went along. I think the last episode we got up to 21 and even though we're covering uh, these two movies, which brings us up to 23. We're actually now including uh, the Phase 4 movies, which were Black Widow, uh, Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings, and Eternals. And so that's why we're at 26 now, because I figured we might as well rank them all now before we head into No Way Home in a couple weeks. So, the way I would start my ranking, starting with 26, I have Thor The Dark World. That has not changed uh, the Incredible Hulk at 25, Doctor Strange at 24, Iron Man 2 at number 23, Thor at number 22, and at 21, I have Ant-Man and the Wasp. So nothing re- has really changed since the last episode. Ooh, okay. So, AJ, you got his? Yep, Heard that a little yep. bit? 
Uh, mine's gonna be at number 26, The Incredible Hulk. 25, Thor. 24, Thor. Thor. Thor, The Dark World. 23, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2. 22, Ooh. Captain Marvel. 21, Ant Man and the Wasp. Oh. Some overlap. Mm, a little bit. So, Judge AJ. Who do you give that point to? I think I gotta go with Ken's list. Oh, oh yeah, there you yeah. go. Okay. I thought right. maybe Doctor Strange would have got you there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Doctor Strange, I don't know. That's uh, another guilty tape. pleasure right there, I think. <laughs> See, that's what I'm saying, man. But <laughs> I think it's because you, you ranked Thor the Dark World so high. <laughs> hey, man, that's only 24 out of 26. <laughs> Still, that's way too high. Yeah, maybe, huh? All right, so next batch, we have 20 through 16. I have, at 20, Black Widow. 19, Uh, Avengers Age of Ultron. Number 18, Captain Marvel. Number 17, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2. And at 16, this is where it kind of changes here. I have Iron Man 3 at 16. Ooh, okay. Um, my number 20 is Eternals. Oh, yeah, sounds about right. <laughs> uh, 19, Iron Man 2. Okay. 18, Doctor Strange. 17, Avengers Age of Ultron. Then 16, Black Widow. Mmm. AJ, here we go. AJ? They gotta go with, uh, Jeremy with this one. Yes. Oh. I got you with the Black Widow, huh? The Eternals. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, man. Hey, we weren't way off because yeah. you know, on my next batch with number 15, I have Eternals. Mm. All right, number 14. I actually kind of moved this up a little bit. I adjusted it. I have Ant Man here. Mm. Number 13 could be a hot take, and this is probably where I lose this point. <laughs> Spider Man Homecoming. Number 12, The Avengers. Number 11, Spider-Man, Far From Home, just out of the top 10. Mm-hmm. Okay, mine, my number 15, Iron Man 3. 14, overlap with you, Ken, is um, Ant-Man. Okay. My 13 is The Avengers. Number 12, Guardians of the Galaxy. And number 11, Spider-Man Homecoming. Oh, this one's tough. Oh. No pressure, man. Yeah. Oh, boy. Because in each list, there's, like, things that I disagree and agree upon. Oh, it's, like, it's just equal amounts, but... Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I think I gotta go with Jeremy with this one. No! <laughs> what, what did it for you, for, for him? Kind of curious. Um... Homecoming. Homecoming. Yeah. A little bit higher. I See, I knew it. <laughs> Spider-Man. I should have just ranked Spider-Man just to, and then just change it later. No, I'm just kidding. Wow. <laughs> wow. wow. Okay. Uh, I'm just kidding. Cracking top so, 10, Ken. Top 10. Here we go. At number 10, Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings. Number nine, Captain America, the first Avenger. Number eight, Captain America, Civil War. 
Number seven, Guardians of the Galaxy. And number six, <laughs> I already know I'm going to lose, <laughs> Iron Man. <laughs> Out of the top five, that surprised me as well. Mm, okay, dude. Uh, number 10 for me. I did. I, I think I moved this around a little bit. Captain America, the first Avenger. Okay. Number nine, Black Panther. Number eight, Spider-Man Far From Home. Number seven, Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings. Mm. And then number six, Thor Ragnarok. What was the score, by the way? <laughs> it doesn't matter. I think uh, I, I forgot lost. now. <laughs> yeah, I think he it, did. No, it's, it's Jer- Jeremy's up two to one. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I, I got to go with Jeremy with this one. I'm yeah. sorry. <laughs> Shang-Chi, right? I think I'm sorry. Yeah. Gonna rank a little higher, but... <laughs> no, I feel like Shang Chi, man. I, I feel like there are nine movies that are better than Shang Chi. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Very. It was the Trevor Slattery get that got to me. Mm. <laughs> That's the <laughs> the highlight. No, <laughs> hey man, he was actually pretty good though. Yeah. All right. Well, this is just to salvage another point. Yep. Here's my top five. I have Avengers: Infinity War at five. Oh, okay. Number four. Thor Ragnarok. Oh. Number three, I have Black Panther. Number two. Oh, boy. I couldn't do it. I couldn't do it. Avengers Endgame. Because number one is still Captain America, the Winter <laughs> Soldier. Yes. I couldn't do it. I, I, I love Endgame. Uh, I feel I like I watched Endgame. it a lot more recently than I have with uh, Winter Soldier. But ah, Winter Soldier still, I think it's top to bottom the best Mm. okay my five captain america civil war okay number four infinity war number three avengers endgame number two iron man and still number one captain america the winter soldier yeah aj kind of flip-flop there with my top five actually (laughs) yeah but Hmm. I think I like Ken's list with this one, actually. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. I, I try to take fandom out of the way, and I was actually looking at the uh, the actual overall enjoyment of the movie. Mm-hmm. And for me, the reason why I have Iron Man out of my top five is because I... Uh, the villain, he was I. Yeah, and at the end, it was just I. Mm-hmm. Even though like everything before that was top-notch. Oh, yeah. Dude. I don't know. I think it's just Iron Man has a soft spot for me. Oh, no, I get it. I understand. That's like, it's, I started with that, I, I guess, with a lot of people. But I don't know. Just it's still, I, still, I still think it's a top-tier movie out of like what's currently going on right now. Yeah, it's like the one that started it all, and it still holds up after 26 mm-hmm. movies. So And whatever shows now are still coming <laughs> yeah. out. <laughs> yeah. So, guys, if, like... If you guys want to listen to all that again, all 26 movies, uh, or if you want to wait for our Instagram post that we're going to have about our rankings uh, for the MCU and want to let us know what your ranking is, whether you want it to be like your top five or even just like send us your top 26 and all that stuff, you can like, I don't think it'll fit on a, a, on a tweet or anything, but uh, you know, you could email us, you can Facebook message or post whatever. Use abbreviations. <laughs> Use abbreviations. Very, very, yeah, that's going to be hard on Twitter, honestly. Um, 
But yeah, just let us know what your ranking is for the MCU. And thank you, AJ, for also sharing your top five. That's I think I think a lot of people would agree with you though. The Avengers, especially Hopefully. Infinity War, Endgame. I don't think yours is too much of a hot take. So it's a good yeah, one. I should have threw Dark World in there. Mm-hmm. Just for fun. <laughs> just for fun. <laughs> <laughs> oh shoot so uh, Ken what are we actually going to be talking about for next week well, next week actually it's going to be Christmas week for us uh, so we're going to have an episode uh, next Monday December 20th and so uh, next week we are following the lives of uh, some couples and we got a little bit of variety in the couples uh, we're actually switching things up because we've been doing a lot of uh, MCU we've been you know watching a lot of action movies and so we decided to for the Christmas holiday do a Christmas movie called Love Actually and so uh, Love Actually is starring Hugh Grant um, who else is in it Liam Neeson um, among others, it's uh, it's got a pretty good cast. Uh, both Jeremy and I have never watched it, and so we're definitely catching this for the very first time. Um, so I'm pretty excited to watch something completely different than what we've been watching this season. Yeah, because we've we've talked a lot of superheroes this season, uh, which isn't a bad thing. We love the superhero thing, but sometimes you gotta take a break and just go all the way in the other direction. And it is Christmas time, so. Exactly. Have you seen Love Actually yet, AJ? Nope. <laughs> Something to watch. Yeah, we'll see. We'll tell you if it's good. Oh yeah. Also. <laughs> yeah, and you know what? It is streaming nowhere right now. You could no. rent it. <laughs> ah, come on. I know. Man, they know. They know. That's why they they'll put it on at summertime. But then <laughs> when it's uh, Christmas time, it's like, oh, you gotta pay for it. I know. Yeah. They they know. They're making they're making us pay for it. But you know what? It'll be worth it. Okay, before we close out, uh AJ, is there anywhere that the people can follow you on the social medias? People can follow me on the Instagrams, on my Instagram, uh AJG seventeen and Instagram. And I also have a photography page is a twenty twenty underscore photography. And that's pretty much it. And I'm always on Instagram. Sometimes too much than I should be, but you can always catch me there. <laughs> yeah, we'll put the uh, we'll put the spelling in the episode notes, and we'll link it so that you can go ahead and if you want to follow AJ. All you gotta do is just click uh, click the link. I I almost said clink. Uh, click the link, and you could just hit that follow button. Um, and because I think uh, AJ is looking for subscribers or not subscribers, followers, uh, uh, especially for his photography uh, page. Correct? Uh, yeah, and if you like planes and whatnot, and if you don't get annoyed with my constant posting about planes <laughs> please follow me <laughs> yeah, well i mean he is a pilot so i mean he's co- automatically cooler than me and jeremy combined yeah that's true he's like uh, Tom. I, <laughs> Tom. <laughs> I know exactly you could you could really be the uh the heir apparent to tom cruise <laughs> Ma- maverick part two. <laughs> oh, yeah i just think i just feel like i'm in a top gun movie every time i'm in the plane <laughs> oh man <laughs> playing highway to the danger zone Oh, we we play that so many times while we're flying. We reference that movie too many times. <laughs> I mean, who wouldn't? Oh, uh, seriously. <laughs> well, for me, um, you you guys can follow me on both uh, Twitter and Instagram at FreeKenA. And just like with AJ's stuff, you can uh, we'll put the spelling on the episode notes. 
Yeah, if you want to follow me on Instagram, it's going to be at JP underscore Flicks. All three of us are going to be in the episode description if you want to follow us. So look out for that and follow us at Weekly Real to get stay up to all the uh, all the updates on our social medias, when the next episode is, when the newsreel comes out. So go follow us on the social media. Uh, AJ, thank you for joining us once again for another Marvel episode. It, like and basically the end, the our our uh, end game for our <sighs> MCU rewatch, basically starting from episode two. Now we're at episode fifty one, and uh, you're here with us at the end. It's an honor to close this off, but yeah, thank you for inviting me uh, again. And hopefully, if uh, I didn't make any fans mad, hopefully I can come back again. But it's been an it's an honor closing this MCU series off. I remember just listening to the first episode. And here we are, closing it off. <laughs> Man. Yeah, no, we definitely are thankful to, to have you. And obviously, again, uh, this won't be the last time you heard from, uh, hear from AJ. We'll, we'll definitely bring him on for a future episode. Uh, who can't knows? Wait. Maybe for Top Gun, since we were talking about Top Gun. Uh, <laughs> they can't, if they four. stop delaying it. <laughs> That's <laughs> true. That is very true. So uh, we're, we'll, we'll figure it out in the off season for sure. We'll, we'll, we'll get him back. All right, before we log off, any final thoughts? Anything you want to throw out there real quick about Far From Home or Endgame? Besides, uh, you know, I'm sorry, Mr. Stark. (laughs) (laughs) I got to bring it up, man. It messes me every time. What did they say? What did Tony say? And I am Iron Man. (laughs) There you go, guys. Well, have you seen have you seen that one video where they uh, someone perfectly timed that that I am Iron Man snap to like a New Year's <laughs> to yeah. 2020 or whatever it was? I tried doing that, but I failed miserably. <laughs> <laughs> How were you uh, too late or too early? <laughs> the snap came after. The- <laughs> <laughs> it's like three, two, one, and he's still like having the stones are climbing up his hand. I'm like, no, 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 no. Oh, Dang. <laughs> too bad it's kind of hard to time it maybe it was the intro that uh, threw it off (laughs) possibly i don't know (laughs) all right guys that's it for the end game it's that's it for the infinity saga if you want to listen to any of those past episodes you can do that um and look forward to more mcu stuff whenever they come out just like no way home no No way way home home. Uh, in just a little bit longer we just have to wait just a little bit longer. I'm scared it's going to be bad. Ah, <laughs> like uh, I don't know. There's another bad Spider-Man 3. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Hey, you know what? It could be as good as Amazing Spider-Man 2. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> it's That's, pretty good. That, I'm telling you. Rewatch it. Is it, though? <laughs> is it, though? <laughs> is it, though? <laughs> I think it. I think you had blinders on after Amazing Spider-Man One, man. <laughs> <laughs> the first one was horrible. I'm telling you. <laughs> hey, Max just wanted a friend. Oh, so shit. did Riddler, man. So did Riddler. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, that comb over. Oh my god, it was so good. Yeah, I'm glad uh, Jamie Fox looks like Jamie Fox in the new one. Yes, I agree. <laughs> oh, he looks great. He looks amazing. Everybody looks amazing. No pun intended. No pun intended. <laughs> but next week we are talking about love actually not spider-man yeah. <laughs> so spider-man will just have to wait just a little bit longer uh but until then until love actually 
We'll see you then on The Real.